This is the Odd Father podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people, but we really love God and we love being his children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So... That's why we got together, not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. Episode 9 of the Odd Father podcast. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing very well, thanks, Pete. Have you had many challenging conversations with folk? <laughs> um, yes. Over, over this particular little collection of thoughts that we've been sharing here? There have been some mm. interesting conversations. Most people have received it very well. Mm-hmm. And the thing I love is that most people, it has stimulated them to ask questions. Yeah. Um, uh, and I've had to admit that I don't know the answers, which is, I think, equally good. Yeah. It's amazing how many people come up to you sideways. Look, uh, that thing you said, I'm not sure. And I, I think that's actually a really good way to start any conversation. Yes. When you're looking for what, truth. Sideways. Sideways, yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure, but... Yes, yeah. Yeah. exactly. And, and I have to say, we are both firmly committed to starting every conversation with, I don't know, and probably ending it that way as well. But um, Yes, I firmly committed. That goes against the grain because we, as a pastor, that you, mm. you're called upon to have the answers. Yeah, exactly, and, uh, exactly. It's very difficult not to. And as a scientist, it is your job to find them, and we both come at it with that sort of background. So um, in episode four, we talked... Um, the warm beer and the flames of hell, looking at what hell might be like and what it probably wasn't like and possibly. We talked about how religion has weaponized sin and monetized confession, mm. which um, was quite controversial. Uh, an email, uh, the Odd Father podcast, theoddfather.net, I think. Podcast at theoddfather.net, that's the one. Um, Lenny dropped us an email. He said, uh, loving the podcast, which was nice. That's always, mm, <laughs> you know, it's good. going badly when they start with, I love you, but <laughs> um, I paraphrase here. We were talking about uh, the confessional and, and the Catholic concept of going into the box and talking to the priest and, yes. and saying how that's kind of, that's, that's not necessary. That's, that's a, a, I was going to say, for lack of a better term, a bastardization of the concept of confession. Um, but confession, he says, is surely vital. He says, there are many points where confession is held up as vitally important in the Bible. So who to and why? Yes. Now, just to, to backtrack slightly, <laughs> um, I, I think in terms of if, if denominations and church movements get one thing right, mm-hmm. I think confession is, the, is one of the things that the Catholics do have right in, mm. in that they have... Uh, emphasise the importance of it. Now, I'm not in favour of their way of conducting it, but I think... Or legalising it, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Um, But I I think um, to have a framework where confession is a part of your worship, your your study of the word, your interactions with God, to, to be open enough to confess your sins, I think is really important not to do casually, but to make it a... A discipline mm. in in your life, okay, okay. Um, because I think if we don't confess our, our sins, we uh, very easily slip into pride. 
mm-hmm. the fact that we don't have we don't sin, mm-hmm. um, and the Bible warns us fairly strenuously about that slippery slope as well. Mm. So yeah, and I think that that whole thing about pride is hugely important. We don't get that for and. <laughs> without wishing to be too nasty, you walk into a lot of churches and it's like there's an enormous amount of pride in there Mm. Um, because the confession element is... What the confession does, I reckon, is is it minimises us. It it humilities. It humbles us. You can't stand up... Well, you can't stand up, really, and confess your sin, theoretically, before God. When you're told to fall on your your knees before God to confess. And that takes a lot of self-deprecation to do that it does and i wonder whether that's the door opener that and i think one of the other problems we we have with confession i mean james uh talks about the fact that we should um confess our sins to one another Mm. and pray together so that we we may be healed and i haven't done a study on that but i'm I'm thinking there's two separate things in there there's confessing our sins to one another and there's praying but so we may be healed is on the end there. And, the I, and, and I'm wondering whether, I mean, it's easy to separate it and we should confess our sins to each other. Yeah. And by the way, we should pray so that we can be healed. But I'm thinking, does confessing our sins lead to healing? Mm. Because you would, I, I think it would be fair to say that psychologically, that, yeah. that would certainly be true. I'm sure there's an enormous amount of um, counsellors yeah. and psychologists listening going, yeah, we know this to be true. Tell me about your feelings for your mother. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, but I wonder whether actually too, just to, just to stop you there, I wonder whether you're separating them too much. Yes. Whether confession and prayer, you know, saying me saying I've messed up, I'm not, valu- I'm not valuable, I'm not capable, Yeah. but you are so. You know, whether that's a natural walking progression. Yeah. And I, I, also I think that it says to do that together. So it's... Uh, and I think this is where our concept of sin oh. possibly needs a little uh, tweaking. Mm. In that, I, I don't think they're advocating uh, a get together where everybody gets up and talks about their deepest, darkest secrets and and um, confesses, you know, their adultery. Although they would need to confess that if that's what they were yeah, doing. I don't think that's, um, that's, that's, that a, one's going to cause a problem. Yeah. But on a daily basis, <laughs> yeah. if, if you're praying together and confessing your sins, even if it's yeah. on a weekly basis, mm. hopefully you haven't built up too many in that time frame. Yeah. And so I, I would have thought that we would be confessing things like, I've really struggled with my connection with God this week. Um, I've put my golf game uh, uh, in, as a priority over my prayer time. Uh, can you help me? Um, yeah. get my life back okay. in balance. Okay, now, sorry, I'm, I'm going to have to pull you up there because we, we talked about this before when we were talking about you know, what, what is sin and where it comes from. And, and there's playing golf is not sinful. No. You say playing golf at the expense of your prayer time. What about, for me, playing sport is a form of worship? And this, this goes back to Eric Little, the runner, and, and Chariots of Fire saying, I run because it makes God happy. And I think if you do things with that attitude, that's that's a totally different question, and maybe something we need to come Could back be. to in the future. But then but, you've never played golf. Yeah, I, I, I admit <laughs> golf is probably evil. But no, <laughs> but but I think there are people who love that that place and being. You know, they say you're never closer to God than in a garden, which says bad things about churches. But yeah. um, maybe that's what golf is for people—that place to be alone and to be peaceful. But then I, I think if that's how you felt, you wouldn't feel the need. You to... wouldn't feel it was a sin. Yeah. Okay. But, fair call. So. Yep. Yeah, I mean, okay, so it was probably a bad example. 
But to, 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 I mean, this whole idea of iron sharpening iron Mm. is a question of helping each other work out how to best conduct our relationship with God. And it might be, for instance, that somebody feels guilty about playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they were in a situation where they confessed that to you, mm. for instance, and you prayed about it, and your advice would be, look, well, I play hockey too, but my attitude is that when I go out on the field, this is this is something, this is part of my connection with God. Perhaps you should think about your... This is your, the gift that God gave yeah, you. Yeah. If you thought about <clears throat> that differently, yeah. perhaps not only would you think... Yeah. differently about how you saw the game but you could actually continue that yeah. as part of yeah. your connection with God yeah um which eliminates as you point out the idea of sin for that yeah. particular yeah. so yeah there's there's different ways of looking it at is... that but if we don't confess them to one another um as James suggests that's where we bottle up stuff yeah which is easy to do in this culture because confessing anything in a corporate situation, yeah. um, even in a, a church situation or anything, mm. uh, leads con- to terrible consequences for most yeah. people. And therefore, we are encouraged as a culture not to confess anything. Mm. Um, our political situation is in the shambles because nobody will confess to anything. Yeah. No politician since I've uh, been alive has ever made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think what you're talking about there then is that the, the, the public personal... Um, confession of sin is about responsibility yeah. and it's about our responsibility to each other and our need for each other to, to keep us in line as you say sharp iron sharpening iron mm. to keep us safe together and that makes us as a community humble before each other yes which means we can trust each other which means we can be stronger together so there is that element in the confession as well yes which is why going and sitting and talking to a priest in a box in secret yeah. doesn't do that. No. And that's, I think, probably where we came to that mm. we don't like that confession thing. Uh, and as you said, Chris, you had to come up with sins to confess just so the priest would feel like he was doing his job, uh, <laughs> which is like... You know, Applying like, for job seeker. It's like buying indulgences at the door. Can I have a couple of sins to take? Yeah. Uh, um, but the other question that is, to whom then? Who do we confess our sins to? We said yes to each other and we need to... And again, caveat, don't do it all the time. It's not about no. the sin, is it? So there are people no. who, oh, I just want to... And it's like, oh, you're not helping. So there is a balance to this. But you do need to let each other know or at least be responsible to people around you for your behaviour. Yes. But who else are we expressing our sin to? Well, definitely to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, one Peter tells us, you know, if we confess our sins to him, mm-hmm. he is really good and that when if we repent, he forgives us. Um and uh, he cleanses us as we do it. Yep. Um, now, I, I think, I don't think there's a sort of either or thing here. I, I think if we confess to others, mm. um, there needs to be a, uh, perhaps the, the prayer time afterwards is, you know, you lift those up before God. Mm. Um, and I think you've got to be careful, otherwise it turns into a gossip fest. Yeah, know? yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so I think it's important, you know, no matter whether we confess to each other or privately to God, Mm. um, that God is always in that mix. Um, um, Because me confessing to you uh, won't cleanse me of my sins. Uh, Only confessing to God, um, Mm. you you can't... um, Absolve you. uh, Yes, absolve me of my sins. To use the the technical term, isn't it? Yeah, Um, okay. And so, yeah, I, I think... The, the idea of 
um, confessing to others has always got to have God in it. But we're also on our daily prayer. Yeah. I think you know, being yeah. humble before God is to you know, let God know that we need his help. And the only reason we need his help is if we, we're not perfect, which mm. is and one of the definitions of, that we had of sin. This is going to go on for a very, very long time, this particular conversation. So let me, let me just, for this moment, just what you said there, confessing our stuff to each other and confessing our sins to God, two parts of the process. And I think we talked earlier in an earlier podcast about how sin, in the, the biblical sense of sin, is anything that puts God anything that puts something else in the place of God. Mm. So if our sin is we have been like making our golf game more important than our time with God or our life with God, you know, yeah. then that's a sin that we need to talk to God about. But if we have been saying things about our wife or husband behind their back that's a bit nasty because we're angry at them, that's not putting ourselves in God's place so much as being a not good person. And I think there is a sense in which that confession to another is a cleansing one in that relationship. I think you'd certainly need God's help if you're in that place to yeah. sort of go, yeah, I've been so grumpy with my wife, husband, since they did da-da-da. I need help. To but you also need to confess that to them. And, yes. And that's not necessarily going to, you know, wash by the blood of the lamb and that, that sort of absolution thing because you don't need that. What you need is to clean your relationship with this human. Yes. And I think there's both sides and I think you you need the ammunition, uh, impetus, whatever, to to change behaviour. The drive. Yeah. I guess um, the support too. Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's that old saying that um, people don't change until the pain of remaining the same exceeds <laughs> the, change, the pain of change. Yeah. Um, and and uh, to some degree, you know, we, as Christians, we've got to fight that. Yeah. Because we're called to change sort of proactively mm. Um, mm. because of God's presence in our lives yes. yeah. um, because you know, there's got to be a reality to that power in our lives mm. or, or you know if nothing changes then nothing changes yeah. I want to turn this whole confession thing upside down okay Now, we're talking confession and what it means and what it looks like. Thanks to, uh, thanks to Lenny who dropped us the email at podcast at theoddfather.net um, and the conversation will go on forever and ever. But there's a really cool book called uh, Blue Like Jazz, Blue Like Jazz by a guy called Donald Miller. If you're looking for it, it's well worth reading. You just picked up a copy of it? Well, I did, Because yes. I mentioned I wanted to mention a story from it. Well, I'm going to be blindsided. You're going to be totally here blindsided. This careful. really struck me. He was at uh, Reed University. Donald Miller was at, at Reed University as a student. Reed University, very not Christian. Um, and him and a bunch of folk on the campus were Christians and were frowned at, blah, blah, blah. They had a big party night, uh, sort of a, a Halloween-type thing, and, and they... Every night, it was every year they had this party, and it was basically just a drunken debauch for the whole thing. And the and the the campus security kept the police off so that these kids could just run around and be basically rat bags. And these these guys, Donald Miller and his mates, thought they they should do something different in, in that time to be you know a voice and stand up. Yep. So they decided that they would create a confessional booth and put it in the middle of the campus. So they they spent all this time. They built this confessional booth and they put it in the middle of the campus, and it said hearing your, you know, confessions here. And so everybody was out at the football game and they were doing all their drinking, blah, blah, blah. And eventually people started to come in. And he tells the story of the first guy who came in. And the way the confession booth worked was Donald Miller was sitting in there. 
on the chair and somebody came in and said, so what are you doing? He said, it's a confessional. So you want me to confess my sins? He said, no, I'm here to confess that the church has been wrong. We have not shown faithfully who Jesus is. And I just wanted to say sorry. We just want to confess that the church has been wrong and we've led you all astray and we've made the church look like this thing that Jesus isn't. And I just wanted to confess that and we're sorry. And that's, it was that's huge. pretty mind blowing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and would it what would it sound like for a church to confess? Gosh, yes. <laughs> that's 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 quite radical, isn't it? It is. And um, I for, like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, yes, I'm speechless. Um, I think it's one of those things that is good. We we need to get people to read this book. Yeah, um, it's it's a good book. And yeah. uh, I think that's taking uh, the opposite tack. I think because mm. that's expressing. A truth, I mm. think, in that many people have been put off God <laughs> by Christians. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, and by the fact that we are often mm. not humble, but proud and self-righteous. Mm. Um, and so I think a lot of people would be open. Yeah. To, I, I'm not sure. I mean, the thing is, you don't know what reaction you're going to get. I don't think it matters, I, and that's the yes, point. Exactly. Yeah. I think you, you've got to be. Being humble is about being um, spat on and whipped. I think and, it's about and, being willing to be blindsided, like you just said. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it, it's not a question of just being humble because you know the results are going to be good. Yeah. It's being humble because you know that what you're confessing is, is powerful. Mm. Uh, and like all confessions, it might change somebody else's life, but yeah. it's sure as heck going to change exactly. yours. Exactly. And I think that was what really struck me reading the book about how it changed the way they felt mm. about their church and about how they approached the concept of church and the organization and the religion. Mm. And I think you actually said something at the very, very beginning of this particular session where you said um, what we were enjoying is that we don't need to be right. Yes. And I think the church as this amorphous entity is not good at that. And my confession is that I have for so long spent my life demanding that people understand God and I don't. <laughs> yes, that's one of those. We, well, that's because we want somebody else to understand it so we can ask them the questions. <laughs> somebody around here has don't got you to know understand God? God. Can you tell me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we need to finish up with a question. What's going to be the question for to wander off with? Um, <laughs> yeah, how, how, how comfortable, I guess, are people with the idea that confession of not just their sins, but the sins of the um, organisation they yeah. belong to yeah. can be theirs to confess. Am I comfortable with what my organisation believes in mm. and how it does it? Yeah. yeah. And, and also remembering in that question that as you ask that question, you are part of that organisation. We're not talking about looking at church leadership and pastors mm. and pointing the finger and saying, you've got it all wrong. Now, I will confess, we probably have, um, <laughs> but it's a question of I'm a, I'm a member of the body of Christ I'm, I'm here. part of it, yeah. yeah. Um, how can I humble myself to the point where 
I feel that I can move forward with my relationship with God and with others. Because I think confessing can lead to that idea was, well, I'm going to confess the, the problems, but the problems the other people around me aren't going to. So <laughs> they're, they're still, I mean, you know, the, the humility goes out the window, yeah. <laughs> pride jumps in. Um, so yeah, so, something around that would, would be a great discussion, I think. So what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net, or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net, and check all the socials there, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time, and keep asking those questions.